Welcome to the Axial Spondylarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your Hello, life welcome better. Welcome to this special episode of the Axial Spondy Arthritis Podcast. I did an episode with Alexander Levine, and as I mentioned in that episode, it was very long time coming that I had been trying to touch base with Alex, but through my own ineptness, I just never had a chance to get him on, but I loved watching his videos. Well, that episode had a lot of feedback. I got a lot of, you know, just questions about, well, I hurt. How do I start? Where do I start? What do I do? So I wanted to do this special episode. We have Alex back here today. So welcome, Alex. Thank you, Jason. Thanks so much for having me back. Uh, Thank you for coming back on. And really, I wanted to touch base and I want to really just pick your brain about what is the way somebody gets started. Either just they want to just do it on their own or start it on their own, or they want to contact you. What are ways that folks can get going and pick a path that works best for them? Absolutely. So firstly, if you're just looking to get started on your own, I think the most important thing is first to find the most comfortable positions, the most comfortable movements for you. So by positions, I mean, if getting on the floor is too much, we're starting in bed, we're starting some things on our side, on our back in bed, we're thinking about some seated stretches, we're thinking about what I like to do the most is using a wall for support. So I'm in an upright posture. But I think early on, when you're first trying to purely loosen up and feel better. I think it's important to kind of break that down, start with smaller goals, just trying to loosen up before we look into the strength training, the cardiovascular, you know, we can look at walking right away too, and just moving around, even just moving around the house and just kind of working that up gradually over time. So you're making sure you're adapting well to whatever movements you're doing. What I like to tell people is, you know, pay attention to how you feel during the exercise. Also pay attention to how you feel after. If you feel a little energized after that short walk or a few movements that you might be doing using a chair, using the wall, pay attention to that feeling and build off of that. That's kind of where the motivation can come early on, just feeling better. So I like to break it down because what happened to me is I really just started doing some movements around the house, walking around the house, using my stairs a little bit. And then while I was walking, I would pick some different stretches, some different modified stretches that really targeted the tight areas of my body, but in a gentle way. So I modified, say, the supported downward dog I use a lot, using a countertop, using the wall. I do a lot of seated stretches because in the morning when the stiffness and tightness that it's worst and you know we're really struggling to get moving, I want to find movements that I can turn to daily to keep the consistency to purely loosen up. So if you're first trying to really figure out how do I get moving through this pain, through the discomfort, find things that work best for you. And honestly, that could be anything, right? Resistance bands, you want to do some different physical therapy, therapeutic movements, you want to do a couple yoga stretches, find a good foundation that you can turn to that purely loosens you up. I think that's a great starting point and just breaking it down to find, you know, what are the best movements for me where I'm feeling a little better, right? So if you're on your own, great place to start. What I do, what my business is, Alex Me Fitness LLC, I've been running an online virtual personal training business. I specialize in one-on-one training because I really believe in the individualized approach, especially for AS, for chronic pain, for similar like chronic conditions to AS, just because everyone's going to have such a unique journey with this. We all do have a lot of similar circumstances with the tightness. We all have similar 
tight areas in the body, but it can be drastically different, especially week to week, day to day, right? I think that's a thing that I wanted to start with my training business is I looked at fitness a little differently because of the ups and downs of ankylosing spondylitis, right? I think with some personal trainers or even some physical therapists I've seen is you have your program and you stick to the program. But what I've learned is we have to adapt that program. We have to pay, really pay attention, communicate, and make sure we're on the right path or the client's safe, they're feeling comfortable, but we're working towards their goals. So what I've done is I started my own business. I do 30 or 45 minute sessions and I really want to tailor it to the client, make it comfortable, make it safe, but I want the client to feel better. I want the client to feel looser and whatever goals they have, you know, we clearly define that early on and we work towards that. So if you're looking to start on your own, a couple tips, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me alexmeanfitness.com is my website. Any questions you might have, I like to offer a free consultation, a free phone call, a free Zoom consultation to anyone with AS, anyone interested, just to talk, you know, even just talk to me without even maybe working out or trying any exercise, just talking it through, talking over goals, health history, and just sharing some tips. But I also like to offer a free session just to give people an idea kind of where my head's at with the personal training approach to AS. Well, and if they have AS and they're, or any chronic condition for that matter, one thing you didn't mention was that, hey, you have to join a gym where a lot of people could be intimidated, scared, nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just kind of out of the wheelhouse of norm. But with not mentioning a gym, there's lots of things like a $5 set of resistance bands. Absolutely. Even what I've told people to do is get a couple of plastic bags and put heavy canned goods in them. You can yep. do lunges. Um, you can do squats. You can do all that. It's not about adding a ton of weight and you know trying to beat yourself up. It's really about just having some resistance there when you go to stand back up against your hips. A few canned goods are going to be enough to add some resistance but not kill you. And that's one of the things I liked about your videos is if you said, I, I just want to start something. I, I'm not sure I am in the right path. You've got all the steps out there of simple to complex exercises. And that's one of the things that YouTube channel, I just think is just so valuable. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, because of my own struggles with it and even, you know, being a personal trainer, I struggled with it. I knew a lot about movement, a lot about exercise and strength training. And I was still trying to kind of crack the code of the best movements for me because that stiffness and tightness affects you differently. Um, it's hard as lives get busier, as we all work, it, people have kids, puppies, my puppy, you know, was running around all over the place. It can be hard to keep up with the fitness program as is in this world. But with AS, with the stiffness and tightness, with the fatigue on top of that, it can make things pretty challenging. So I've tried to break it down where we're at least finding a program where we're feeling a little better and we're maybe simplifying it at first. But I do think there's so many different avenues that we can work out, strength train, work on flexibility. You know, what's funny, you mentioned the gym and I go to the gym. I actually mostly go to the gym because I started using the sauna years ago. It was one of my methods when I was dealing with sciatica or a flare where I want to, you know, I've been in health and fitness so, for so long. I'm, and most of that is because I have to find ways to get energy out. Uh, you know, that's been an important part of my life is finding ways to keep moving. So when I've really been dealing with sciatica, I actually started using the sauna. That was my method to get a sweat going, get some circulation in the body. And I started stretching in the sauna. That kind of became my methods early on. But that's why I got a gym membership early on. But it's funny, when I go to the gym and I watch some of these classes, I could never do one of these classes. And I consider myself very fit, very healthy, but the movements just aren't for me. Too much weights, too much stress on the body. My low back would hurt. I've tried it. My shoulder would hurt for days. I'd be sore. 
So I'll go to the gym and I'll watch one of these classes and I'll just be on the machines. I'll be working just kind of slow, controlled strength training on the resistance machines, really simple stuff. And sometimes I only do 10 to 15 minute strength training routines because what I found is that it's best for me. I feel better afterwards. I feel loose and I can build off that. So I really tried to look for different approaches. And honestly, early on, I was couldn't believe how much better I felt just by doing these shorter sessions. Because in fitness, we, we kind of see, oh, I got to be strong. I have to do high intensity. I have to go all out all the time. But I learned that's absolutely not the case. There's a million different ways to do it. It just takes a little bit of tweaking in our own unique approach. It's really a unique thing because, like you said, what works for you might not work for somebody else. And you mentioned your your dog, which a lot of people have dogs, and, and that makes a great reason to get out and walk. Absolutely. Now, when the dog's younger or things like that, they you have to be careful because they can pull you right off your feet. Yes. <laughs> but once that dog gets a little more mature, a little more established, you know, it, it's really a great reason. And I found that even though I, I walk with a cane and I, I can't walk far, the little bit that I do, you really get focused on the dog and yep. focused on the dog's excitement and visualization of the world. And you kind of forget what you're dealing with. At least I do. And so I find that as a great motivation. Now, winter's here. And again, I'm on a cane, so I've I've held off, but now that spring is starting to roll in, I'll start more walking with him and yeah, he's calmed down too. That's part of it is he's just almost about eight months old. Oh yes. And he's a hundred pounds. So <laughs> if he doesn't want to do something, he's not going to do it. So we've been messing around with that and I think we've got that fixed. So <laughs> there's so many different ways. Um, I use commercials. I tell this on many episodes and I, I think I picked this up from one of your old, old episodes is that when commercials commercials come on, I do push-ups. Love when it. commercials yep. go off, I sit back down and watch TV with the idea that because of my hips, I can't do a traditional push-up. I have to do on the knees, but it's still, it works for me. I feel that in my shoulders and, and it's just, again, it's not to build up. I'm not going to bulk up. I'm not going to be in any bodybuilding competitions. It's just to get some, absolutely that movement, that, that trying to actually realistically try to loosen up before I go to bed. Yeah. You know, the smaller movements, what's funny is when I was working in new sports, I started to develop the AS symptoms early on in my twenties. I was part of this fitness group for kids and we would always do push-ups. and my show, like at the time, I was dealing with all the inflammation in the upper body. My shoulder would kill when I tried to do push-ups. But at that stage, I didn't know I had AS and I would just push it, right? I was young. I was like, well, I must be, I must have to work these up more, right? I'm not strong enough. But I would do push-ups and my shoulder would ache for days. And I realized push-ups aren't for me, you know? And what I did is, like you were saying, I started modifying push-ups at home and I would do countertop push-ups where I would just feel good. I could do the exercise and feel better, but I wasn't pushing it to pain like I might have done earlier. And I realized that's the best approach for me, right? But I love that you said that because that's just what I started to do around the house. Just like you're saying, you're, you start to feel a little better. And sometimes those small things can go a long way. You know, another easy one that I know I've seen you do is where you sit in a chair and you put your arms on the chair and you just lift. Yep. And you don't even have to lift far off the chair. You just lift. And that's been a good one. There's when you wake up in the morning, I will lay there and I will do rolls. I will roll the lower half of my body to the right. I say roll, it probably really is only going a matter of inches. But, you know, if you're really flexible, you can swing that around both ways. Yeah. But the idea that you're, you're stretching that lower back, you're stretching the hips, you're, and you're moving. And the one thing that I've done religiously since I was diagnosed was sitting on the edge of the bed when I get up before I go take a shower. I do 10 
deep breaths. And the doctor told me, do 10, do 10 breaths. Don't sit on your wallet and do 10 breaths. And those are the two <laughs> things that I've kept religiously going on. As we look at what you do in this special episode, one of the things also, you've done a lot of those shorter reels, like yeah. pieces of your longer videos on Instagram. And those are great ways to get an idea. I think if you're unsure and not sure you want to watch the whole video, hit up Alex's Instagram page. And I'll have links to again in the show notes because you've got those short little clips yeah. that are really, I think, really helpful. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've tried to put together some shorter clips of, I'll put together videos like um, morning movement for AS or, you know, my favorite movements. If you're really feeling stiff and tight, you need a little motivation to get going. I've tried to put together some different clips just to get people just started on a program and give some different ideas because... Again, we talked about the individualized approach. It's got to, it's going to be different for everyone. One movement for one person might be incredible. It might be horrible for another person. So I've tried to put together just really as many tips as I could because like we were, we were talking about, I believe more than ever, right? I believe in the power of movement. Before enclosing spondylitis, I would work out and I wouldn't think twice about it. I would go to the gym, bench press, push-ups. I'd be sore for weeks and that that was it. That's what you did when you were younger. You'd run around all day, but things became different with AS and all of us became desperate to just feel better. Early on, especially, we were just trying to feel better and the power movement became real to me when I started to just walk more, do yoga techniques, physical therapy techniques, and I just saw some beautiful ways to loosen up, to build muscle, but in ways that worked for me. And I realized that, you know, I kind of fell in love differently with fitness, with movement. And I started to do things a lot differently. I started to look, you know, across fitness into as many different techniques as I could, because I knew a lot of people really need modified approaches for this. And that's not to knock anyone. I needed modified approaches as a personal trainer, right? So I knew I wanted to keep searching, follow the science, follow the evidence with AS and find as many different techniques to help others. So I've tried to put together the shorts to really put that together. Yeah, they're, I think they're great. And I saw your recent one about when you started like almost 10 years ago. And I think the motivational is just as important as the actual exercise because there's so many people that say, I don't know anybody else with this. I've never met anybody else with this. Yeah. And again, I never downplay anybody else's pain. We're all in it and we're all in it together. But once you can see somebody else dealing with it, either they're in a worse condition than you or a better condition than you, but that doesn't matter. They're still dealing with their level of AS. I think it's real powerful to see and be able to understand that I'm not alone. I'm not by myself. I might be by myself here, but virtually I can reach out and touch base with anybody. Yeah, you know, the power of social media, obviously, there are some downfalls with the online worlds, the forums, which you've been running for a while, but there's an incredible aspect of social media, and especially for AS with, you know, I feel like I know, I feel like I know you, I feel like I know others in this field, we've never met in person, but we've all been following each other for so long. And we're all trying to bring awareness, we're all trying to help others. But you wouldn't believe how many people there are with AS around the world who are just trying to help others, trying to share their story, who are just sending messages to others, keep going, keep fighting, here are some tips, you know, I see you sending so many messages to different people newly diagnosed on the forums. But that stuff is powerful because early on, a lot of people come to me and go, oh my God, you have enclosing spondylitis. I've never met anyone with AS. And I was in that position for a few years until I started working with it. And now I know, I mean, hundreds, thousands of people online who have it, who are dealing with similar circumstances. And I think that can be extremely helpful, like you're saying, to keep going, to feel the motivation. You know, sometimes I feel like 
my clients who I work with one-on-one honestly motivate me to keep moving because it, it kind of goes both ways. Other people have really helped me and motivated me to keep moving because I understand that they're pushing forward and they have ankylosing spondylitis also. So I felt the need to keep going because I have so many people following along and and we're all just trying to feel better, you know? So social media can be great for that. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and with that, if somebody were to say, you know, doing it on your own is great, power to the person does it, but I really I want somebody to hold me accountable. Yeah. What's the first step? What's the best way just to reach out to you directly and do that consultation to figure out what their expectations are, if their expectations are realistic and what you can bring to the table to help them or not help them? Yeah, absolutely. The best way is, you know, to set up a consultation with me, phone call, again, just talking out health history, goals, kind of my approaches. I like to explain my approaches. You know, the most important thing for me is the communication with AS because I've gone to trainers and, you know, I've been nervous. I didn't want to get injured. I wanted it to be safe. I wanted it to be personalized. So I've really tried to put a lot of care into each person and make sure it's comfortable, it's safe, they're feeling good, they're, you know, able to express to me if they're, you know, I don't want to never do any exercise that causes more pain or discomfort. That's what I'm trying to get away from. So that first consultation over the phone or even Zoom, if people feel comfortable, and I like to go over a couple exercises, see how people are moving. And, you know, that first session is the best way to get started. So if anyone wants to reach out, alexabeanfitness.com is my website. You can shoot me over a message there. Shoot me over an email. If you're on Instagram, if you're on YouTube, you can shoot me over a message there too to set up something. But that's the best path forward to discuss if it's a good fit, you know. And also, if it's not a good fit, it's no problem from my end. I love talking to folks, giving some tips. If anyone wants to reach out, please feel free to. I'd love to connect. I think that's a great option for people who really need that or want that accountability to stay motivated, to know that you've got somebody that's going to put expectations on you. We all deal with this differently. And if you have a spouse, a lot of times you hear the spouse, you you hear the person with the AS say, my spouse doesn't listen to me. My spouse doesn't understand. My spouse, that's one of the motivations that this channel became part of what I do is because I wanted them to be able to say, hey, listen to this. It's not just me complaining. Listen to Jason talk about what he deals with. Listen to Jason's guests talk about what they deal with. Yeah. So that the spouse could come along and say, I had no clue. I really just thought, you know, it was you doing whatever. So that accountability can be so, so important. And I just, I think it's a great option for so many people to use you to set up a workout plan, hold themselves accountable for it and see results. That's the ultimate goal is you're not going to be a bodybuilder. You're not going to be, I mean, you can, there's nothing that says you can't. Right. But that's not your goal. Your goal is to just keep us moving. Yeah, you know, I've tried to really listen to the client. What's their goals? And I've really, you know, I put a large emphasis on the strength training with the flexibility, the loosening up aspect. But I am a firm believer in the strength training part of this is crucial. But I know there's got to be different ways we have to approach this because of the joints, because we want to be safe. We don't want we don't want to cause a flare when we're working out. We want to make sure that our programs are sustainable, they make sense, and they're leading towards our goals. So I've tried to put a lot of care into that where we're just feeling good. We're feeling good after the session. I pay a lot of attention to how clients feel during, after the session, and it's really on me. You know, as the trainer, it's on me to keep track of everything, keeping track of how people feel, communicating the right way. And I want the best program that makes sense for that individual. So they're feeling better. They're feeling looser. But we're working on the strength training in a way that makes sense, that's safe, and that we can really progress over time. When I say that you're not going to be a bodybuilder, if you've ever seen the 
Instagram page for Chronically Joanna. Yep. She's in Finland, and I've watched her three-year journey now, and she's been real open in channels like you where she'll just sit there and cry and say, I've worked out till I hurt. But she's gone from, you know, what I would say is a typical body style to she's a ripped now. I mean, yeah, know, yeah. I, I always tell her, I send her little messages say, I'm so proud of watching what you've done and excited for you and the amazing journey you put yourself on. And I know she's paid for it. Physically, she's paid for it. Mentally, she's paid for it. Um, but she's earned every bit of it. So I always look at that and say, that's in all of us. It's whether we want to put the effort into doing it and pulling it out. And that's where someone like yourself can come along and say, let's work together. You might not yeah. be this way, but let's work together to develop what's going to work best for you. Absolutely. I think, you know, you mentioned it, that just having that session, that meeting time weekly can be very helpful, especially when, again, we're talking about it. it can be hard to stay motivated. I have a hard time staying motivated. My motivation has come with just the fact that I feel better afterwards, and that's why I keep going. But I really work out to break up the stiffness and tightness. That's my main. That's been my main approach over the years. And I've been able to, you know, strength train and feel good, but that's because I put together programs to really handle the stiff and tight muscles and break up that tension. So that's been my motivation, honestly, just to feel better. And I did start to feel better. So, you know, what's interesting is I got, when I, I, I made a video about this, I, I had COVID about eight months ago and I felt horrible. Like my joints were, I, my low back's never hurt as much. I couldn't believe, like at that time I was like, I definitely have ankylosing spondylitis because everything was really killing my, my joints and I couldn't do my routine for a week. And at that point I realized I can't stop this. I saw how severe AS would be if I didn't do the movements I did daily. And sometimes my movements are so simple that it doesn't seem like that much. But the fact that I consistently do it really, that proved to me, I can't stop. If I take a few days off and that can be hard because we don't want to look at fitness that way where if we stop, we're screwed, right? I don't want to say right. it that way. But at that time, I really realized that keep going, keep doing it in the sustainable way. You don't have to push it. You don't have to go overboard. You don't have to go full throttle all the time. But just this small approach for me has been the most important thing. And I especially realize it again during times like that where I couldn't move as much and I couldn't believe how tight I got just in a matter of days and in a matter of weeks. So that was something. Yeah, you can notice it. I, I did something stupid. I worked it extra long this weekend. And coming out, it has played havoc with my hips, my yeah. neuropathy. So I certainly understand that when you're, it's use it or lose it. It really is. And I'm a classic example of I've lost so much mobility. I look at your simple exercises of the stretching that you do and go, why in the hell was I not told to do this 30 years yeah. ago? Yeah. So. I appreciate you coming on for this special episode. I, like I said, I had the feedback. I want people to reach out to you with questions. Go to the links in the show notes to Instagram, Alex's website, or the YouTube channel. Hit them all. Look at the items. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. I'm telling you, you're going to get the videos popping across that you're going to find very, very helpful because it, it's going to get you started. It's simple. You're, one of those is going to resonate with you. One of those is going to look at you and be the item that you needed to start and again it's not that you've got to be a massive bodybuilder you don't have to be planning to run a marathon you just have to plan to move and so alex can help you with that whether it's through the videos or in person over zoom and i, I just can't thank you enough for for coming on i really appreciate the time 
Jason, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. It was fun. See you next time. I appreciate it. Take care. Have a great evening.